Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Liverpool are 11 points off top four, 11 points off relegation. Chelsea are just about right there, one point ahead of Liverpool. Arsenal got Sean Dyched and a lot of other things happened. Jesse Marsh out. Milan Derby's happening right now. I have it on the telly next to me and so many things, so many things. Club World Cup. Um, so I'm ready. I'm ready. There's, it's uh, it's going to be a healthy, big episode today. Are you boys ready? Absolutely. As can be. As can be. Harry, I, 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 uh, I want to go to you first because... Great. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Because last night, uh, you lost in Sean Dush's debut. Actually, you, got, you have to go 50 years, I think, the commentator was saying, to... Uh, go back to the last time Everton lost the first game under a new manager. So right. lucky timing. Yeah. And then yeah. Tottenham and then Tottenham. Tottenham saved you. They got you back. Well. Yeah. How, 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 how do you how do you begin to comprehend this? Rory Jennings was uh tweeted after the game, uh if you if you're a Tottenham fan and you enjoy this win in any way, you have no idea how football works or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it's, hey, he's, uh, he's not entirely wrong, is he? <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if you asked the Spurs fans whether they'd finish fourth but Arsenal win the league or finish fifth and we come second. Because, like, knowing their fan base, I'm pretty sure I know what the answer would be. Because kind of how they determined success is entirely related to how they do in comparison to us and so I definitely feel like when they look back on this there's probably games they would have rather won than Man City but then if you look at it it's it might be the shot in the arm that their season needs so it's a great result for them if you kind of take the helping us aspect out of it all um again they beat Man City that absurd record at the new stadium continues Man City still haven't scored a goal there is that five true? visits. Seven no. scored a goal uh, in four oh, games yeah, in the league, like... one Champions League game. And they haven't scored once. Wow, which is just crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they really do. They have a hold over them. Um, I can't explain it. It's entirely. It's been entirely infuriating for a number of years. But today, it was kind of one of those. You're like, okay, I actually want them to get a result here today. So it'd be typical. It'd be the time they actually don't. But Mm. They pulled through again. Um, the Harry Kane team have done it again. What can I say? Uh, help me out here. I haven't watched the game entirely, uh, and I'm going to have to watch it again tonight because uh, of the blog, Man City Alex Sokol. Go check it out. I am a Liverpool fan, but right for a Man City blog, it's all good. Uh, so Guardiola, did he did he really go like three 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 one or like was there any kind of width about their play at all i watched the james uh, alcott recap of it and the the pass network was this narrow it was super super yeah. tight like the final third of the like the wide areas the wide channels didn't have any presence in them uh why for, for, the, for the audio listeners only um it, th- this big w- w- it's re- they're really really narrow really well, really narrow when... i explained <laughs> yeah. it fergal i explained it i know we're doing a podcast here subscribe on youtube uh, yeah, it's, prime picture. it's about this big you know, oh, yeah. this is open to interpretation. Just do yeah. what you want with it. Um, no, they I, didn't play what? I did interpret it. Why channels? No presence. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. They um, they played narrow. 
they've been playing narrow all season. I mean, this they isn't have. anything new. Mm-hmm. You know, this 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 goes back to what they did in the summer, and you know, obviously, you can look back on that perhaps knowing how things panned out and and spot perhaps that the business wasn't as good as perceived. Um, they really don't seem to have any pace and kind of outlets in the team. When you watch their play, the, when the ball goes out wide, everything kind of slows down. Whereas when you think of kind of some of those City teams at their best, you know, the team that got 100 points, the team that got 97 or 98, beat Liverpool to the league the season after. When you think of those teams, it was Sterling, it was Sane, it was width, it was pace, it was threatened behind, you know, among other things. It wasn't just that. But they, they had kind of a verticality to their play that I just don't see at this point in time. Everything kind of kind of seems to be revolving around trying to find Haaland and they're not actually at this point in time even able to do that particularly effectively. You know, he had another one of those games where just didn't feature. Um, mm-hmm. And they've reached a point now where, you know, this, this, this is the second time in a couple of weeks against Spurs that De Bruyne has not made the 11, you know. So I don't know if there's kind of something to read into there. Obviously, this is coming off the back of them getting rid of Cancelo on, on deadline day to, to, to buy Munich. Yep. Um, well, the, like, the, the bit of the game I saw as well, done. I thought deadline but De, De Bruyne was wasn't that good. Um, and he hasn't been for a while. Like, yeah. like This isn't me saying that he fixes everything. Certainly not. I think he's kind of had moments this season of, of real quality, but like his overall performances haven't been maybe consistent. But it's just interesting. Like I don't really know what they're trying to do at this point in time. Like Their whole game plan kind of seems to be they want to find Haaland but they don't have anyone that's going to get on the ball and play killer killer passes when you look at that midfield they're all kind of control metronome players that will keep the ball but then there's not much threat to it and actually when you look at that game today you know previous games against Spurs they've they've been unlucky to come away with that but that today apart from the Mario shot that hits the bar they didn't really threaten that much kind of they started the game quite well but after they conceded they didn't do loads to be. They kind of huffed and puffed for seventy-five minutes, and uh, I thought they were pretty poor, to be honest. And they didn't seem to miss that many big chat. Were there like any glaring no. chances missed? I know Maris hit the post, but uh, hit the bar. But like having the commentary on the background is, it didn't seem like. You obviously you mm. talked about Holland not being a non-factor. It certainly seemed yeah. that way. I didn't hear his name much. Um, no, they, they didn't have many um, chances. Spurs actually beat them on XG pretty good, which you know makes a change from some of the previous games, which have been pretty absurd in City's favour, and they've just been unlucky and finished poorly. But this was just a pretty bleh performance, and it's not the first nice. one this season. Like they've, yeah, I thought you might like that. Um, they've had, but they've had a few of them this season. You know, it's not the first time that they've kind of not looked particularly convincing, and this time they didn't go over yeah. the line. Yeah, and I love it. Like October, they played against Newcastle, and they they had this very narrow. It was at the start of the time when this narrowness was starting to really become prominent in terms of having at least one inverted wing back. But at the time, if I, if memory serves right, it was like Walker would go, uh, like from the right to next to Rodri, and then Cancelo would stay left and give some width. And then it would kind of shift. Like if it, if the play evolves on the right, Cancelo would go infield, and Walker goes wide. But now it's like mm. uh, even Foot Mob put the formation as a three-two-four-one because they just know that that's 
gonna be the the shape. Rico Lewis starting. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's, I, uh, I wanted to mention him. It, I I felt like he was given a bit of a hospital pass by the manager today with what he was asked to do. He's never mm. played left back before. You know, they've got rid of Cancelo on deadline day. Who, you know, he's been in poor form, and there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes there. But it's someone that's proven he can play that role to a high level for a team that's won the league. Um, and you're putting an 18 year old in there. And if you watch the goal that they concede, it's a terrible pass by Rodri. But that is a hard role to play in that team. This isn't like you're putting someone like a Zinchenko in there who's played the role for a number of years and kind of you learn to master sitting in field, taking the ball on the half turn. Spurs were waiting. They were waiting in mid-block to, to press balls into those players that were sitting inverted. And that was where they would spring and try and win it back. And it's exactly what they do for the goal. It, it's a big ask, I think. And uh, it, was, it, it was a poor choice. And, it, and I think it cost them. See, I did watch the goal live, and th- how easy it was in the goal and a couple times after the goal to force Man City to go back to the keeper. Uh, in a similar way to when Arsenal forced like 34 long balls from Ortega in the FA Cup game, it just it's become really easy because Guardiola, for some reason, has chosen to go this narrow. And just eliminate an outlet out wide when he, where he had like such an elite system that stretches the field so so wide, and then you'd you'd have either that or you that would cause the opposition like kind of defensive line to open up, uh, whether it's like from the back because the center backs are sliding because the full backs are marking the really really wide wingers so you can penetrate down the middle, or if play switches one way, have those switches, those diagonal switches to the other side. Um, and then you create chances from, from like the half spaces in the, in the penalty area from there. And I, I just don't, is it Holland? Is he trying to accommodate Holland in some way? Uh, if that, then why has he made it more and more extreme after the world cup? And he spoke about that directly, like being asked about the Cancelo sale. He was like, after the World Cup, we wa- I wanted to uh, try a different system. We trained with it. I liked what I saw. Okay. Uh, and then Cancelo wasn't happy with his minutes after that, so he went. And good luck to him because he fully deserves to start. Yeah. But it feels like self-sabotage. Uh, it, it feels <laughs> very galaxy brain to me. Yeah. Like, it's beyond just overthinking one game. It's just overthinking an entire system, and now it feels yeah. like it needs a reset. It's a pattern. It's, it is. Weeks ago. It's funny, like, you have, you have like, the best, one of the best playmakers of the last few years in Kevin De Bruyne and this new brilliant striker. I think most of the managers would just be De Bruyne, you, you pass the ball to Holland. And yeah, we've been indoors Holland in the great, back post. Great, Playing a number ten or, or or whatever, just like, and he's he just seems to be completely messing about with with the back four, which didn't feel like it needed to be touched. Yeah, and um, and then they've got like they had like it, is that Sergio Gomez guy? Is he? Yeah, Sergio Gomez. Is he, is he about or like is he injured or is he just not up to it? Like, because it, it would make more sense just to have a a left sided um player like that and also he's he came from i remember like there was a lot of hype on him where he moved to dortmund because originally he was like a midfielder i also remember being quite highly rated on football manager and like um 
so I'd imagine he'd be able to do that sort of sitting in the midfield sort of job with the roles he's played previously. He's sort of been converted into a left back in, in, through his career. Yeah, I don't know. Certainly would make more sense than Rico Lewis. Rico, Rico Lewis is... He's held his own for the, what he's been asked to do at, at such a young age. Like, he, he yeah. a lot of responsibility in the roles he was, uh, he's been he's had. But, like, he, he ended up, like, playing in, in the bit... I just saw, like, the last 50 minutes of the game and he seemed to be, like, almost like playing, like, a centre mid role. I like and rarely saw him out in the wing in the last few minutes. It's it, 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 yeah, I certainly don't get it. Yeah, City are messing about with their back four. You know who else is messing about? Chelsea <laughs> with their absurd, absurd signings, and yeah, they had a they had a really terrible first performance together. Uh, this mush of new players that doesn't make any conceivable sense um, against Fulham. What? Uh, no. Terrible. What? It doesn't make sense. What? No, none of the signings make sense to me. Sorry, oh, sorry. The, the system of signings doesn't make sense to me. No, no, hold on. I, 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 I want to make sure I didn't mishear this. Did I hear George say he thought you played quite well? He thought you were good. Fine. We're fine. We weren't good, but compared to current or, or like. Other performances this year, I I agree. I thought it was we, like we're miles off where we want to be, but I, I'm not the standards worried have about fallen. How much? No, but... How much worse can you get <laughs> before you go? This is terrible, and we need to talk about this. Well, we we won such the, a bland we, we... performance. Like the only positive thing was Enzo Fernandez because he was completely out of his own on his own. He would have no resort but to play those long balls behind the back line because there is nobody near him because uh, uh, Gallagher and uh, who was in midfield next to him? I don't know if you remember. Mount. They were being asked to like go cover the the half spaces so far up and make a front five. It's like, what? (laughs) Where is everyone? We we, we actually should have scored with three for Fana and and we like that there were chances made on all the day we I think we we probably win that game one nil and we we did make enough chances to score and just didn't um Actually. I don't really get i i to be honest I think the signings make like every position we've signed i think i think we need and and make sense um we mm. need we've needed wingers for a good while um we've needed a new number six uh because 005 is 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 gone to um on a on a secret agent mission to North London. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, see, see how Aaron's yeah. face just yeah, it's like his eyes just like calm down and do like a, but, know, a really depressed. So like Andrew and, and has been needed. Um, I thought he played. I was very impressed with his first performance. Um, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 th- I think all, I think the signs, all of them, make sense. Yeah, it, you can maybe look back at some of them in hindsight and go, that was either too much or, um, they might not be the right player, but I think they, or they might not be good enough, but I think the positions that we've bought make make sense. Um, 
I, I would say I'd say the profiles make sense as well. I mean, they're all mm. young, you know. They're, it's they're, it's, it's maybe... similar. That what kept being repeated through the whole window was like, want to copy Arsenal, want to have a yeah. really young squad, yeah. um, sign young under twenty five players. So it's it, yeah. The the only the only difference would be obviously unproven in the Premier League. I, I'd mm-hmm. say is probably our, our, where we split with with Arsenal pretty significantly, and pr- probably where we're going to find some struggles within the next six months as well. But I, I thought the performance was fine. I mean, w- what I think we're clearly lacking is is a goal scoring, you know, a goal scorer. I I I you know, Rom Lukaku or, or Tammy Abraham figure. And I, I, I won't drop this, but I think every team needs a player like that. Um, and clearly Havertz isn't up to it. I mean, he missed some... I mean, I, I think some were offside, but he missed some sitters. In, in my opinion, should have been goals and would have been goals had they been, um, you know, other, other players. Some great balls over the top, which I think were quite purposeful, especially with the, the, the pace of the Fulham centre-backs. Um yeah, uh, it's just—it's not a great time to be a Chelsea fan, and it's—it's it's obviously not great to see six hundred million spent. Having said that, you know, hopefully we get another transfer ban and and get to just bleed <laughs> these players a little bit into the squad, you know, train them up, win them. Well, the, there was already sort of the message already being sent out already is that the summer is going to be a lot quieter, as it should um, be. You know, um, you wouldn't expect absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but that's fine. I mean, if if we if we don't break financial fair plays over a rolling three years, whether you do six hundred million over three years or or six hundred million in one transfer window is is rather insignificant. It's just about I, what I'm worried about is the resale value of these players, and I don't see a lot of them having a, a high resale value other than Fafana um, and Bad Badiashil. I can never do his name. Badiashil. Um, Badiashil. Um, who looked really good, I thought. Really, really good. He, uh, he's the best sunny. line so far. He's yeah, been fantastic. Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's, he's uh, a And it's a, it's a real shame he, he wasn't able to be included in the yeah. Champions League yeah. um, squad. You um, didn't include him in the Champions League squad? They couldn't. They could only put three yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, uh, it's Mudrick, uh, Jao Felix, and Enzo Fernandez. Which makes sense if you have. Yeah, it's always going to be those three. I think I think it makes it makes sense. Like, there's no point getting Felix on loan for the amount of money you spent if you're not going to play him. We're we're much shorter in attack than we are in defence. We do have other centre backs that can play. Um, but he uh, and maybe if Fana comes back, then you you've uh you've another body there to play. Um. We've disagreed before on the podcast on many things, but I've never found myself disagreeing with you two in succession in such a short period of time. Because there's there's a there's a lot here to, to unpack, right? And we'll try to make it quick because there's a lot to talk about and it's an hour long podcast. But uh first of all, positions. Well, you you've you've just stacked up on the wings and then at striker you don't have anybody good. So, in terms of Kunku will be coming in that in that role. In Kunku as a striker. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm I'm people sure keep saying that. that. I don't see it. Kunku's not a striker. I know he might play there, but I just Kunku's not a striker. Kai Havertz is not a striker. Yeah. Kai Havertz is being played out of position, and that's that's the other thing. He's not up to it. Yes, because it's not his role. It's never been. And he's being played. I think out he's, of it. I, it's like it's like it's yeah. like doing what? It's like playing. 
I don't know, Fabinho at attacking midfield. Like, it's it's a forward playing in a completely different role to what he's supposed to do. Um, what else? Spending 600 million now, and the... Well, the, re- the resale val- uh, sell value is right, because I don't think the vast majority of our signings have any resale value, because who's going to go and spend 150 million on Enzo Fernandez in five years? Like, you don't conceive that happening. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. But buying players for that much money now is such a massive, like, risk. So, positionally, yes, you've improved in areas. But uh, you've either signed too many players for the position. Like, you've signed too many wingers. Far too many wingers and attacking midfielders and no strikers. Uh, I and don't you've think we have. Way too expensively. What? How? We like the the players that we have in those. You're saying there's too many. There is too many currently, but the players we had were, were, weren't doing it at all. They haven't been doing it. So yeah. we're like yes, what, then- once we once we get rid of the players that are like that we've known for a long time aren't up to stand. Like we last season, I, I like the a whole thing I kept repeating was mm. uh, by at the end of the season we're gonna need to make a decision on. on on the four wingers that we had, yeah, and um, I and Ziesh and Pulisic are the only ones out of those two that have survived. Hudson Odoi's on loan. Werner was um sold back, um. So, I, I and and then they've been given the game time now and have shown that they're just not up to it. So, th- those position like like we've needed an overhaul like this for a long time. It's just happened to come like they've just spent it all at one go. There's a lot of players still on the books. I wouldn't have done it this way, but because of what happened in the summer, you know, they couldn't really. It was like, you know, they're trying to arrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. Like, you know, it, it, <laughs> it was it, it was mental in, in, the, in the summer just to get all of it done. The signs they made then were definitely like, like Cucurella hasn't a great. Um, Again, that's um, the, that's my point exactly. Is is you're paying like a massive amount of money on someone you don't really know if if they're going to work or not. Well, I, I'm not worried about did, the ones it's an we've made. Flop. It's a massively expensive. I'm flop. not worried about the ones we've made in January as much because we we've invested in a new recruitment team, and I'd imagine they they've been working since the summer to decide on the players. Um, and this is Brighton's recruitment team that have done so well. So I I've I've I. It, I wouldn't have paid the money for Mudrick right now, considering the other options in the summer. But then we we might not be able to attract those players in the summer because we're not in the Champions League. So it's, it's kind of better to to strike now in in that respect. I I I I, I but yeah I'd, I I I have more faith in in the signs we've made now. They might be overpriced, but I back the the people behind that are making the decisions, and they've been given now the time to make those decisions. Whereas in the summer we we signed a Bamiang last minute, signed um Cucurella was well Man City went from so he, he he wasn't I still think he's a solid player. I think everybody mm-hmm. in the squad sort of in a bad moment. You're saying like Mount going through a really poor time, he he probably should be dropped for a little bit. Um and um I, I think Cucurella would be better, but when you look at Ian Madison who's after getting man of the match for Burnley and he's doing so well it's just a shame that Tuchel didn't give him a chance in 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 the in the squad. Then we yeah. probably wouldn't have went for Cucurella. 
Um, uh, but um, Koulibaly, it made sense why we had to go for Koulibaly in the summer. I don't think anybody had, like, in fairness, Ali, you called him it being not a great signing, but mm. in a, a lot of it made sense. You, you're missing a big leader like Rudiger. You're replacing him with, you know, captain of Senegal and, and was captain of Napoli. Um, yeah, and he's a really experienced player, overpriced, but it it seemed like it, it, it was a smart signing. And again, it's rushed. So, like, I the summer transfer window... I, I can I can forgive and understand. This one, I'm excited by all the players that we signed. There's no like cause they're all young and 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 quite quite highly rated. Um, and um, yeah, it'll just be. I I, I we they they've made those these signs with and and have had the time to make they make the decisions and pick which ones are going to be better. I I'll I'll back it. It might turn out to be wrong, but we I, I put it in in the chat that we have for the podcast. I put yeah. in the the list of 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 um, yeah yeah we'll get to that later. Um, but and Enzo Fernandez, look, yeah, with all these signs, I think you just have to admit already, like they're never going to repay a hundred million. Well, one on that, Virgil. One, one last thing on on sort of value is if if we're going by sort of trend of transfer values over time, I mean. Are we that far off a billion pound player? Like, in terms I can't of, see know, it happening though. Years. Potentially it'll plateau, but obviously, um, Ali, you're saying five, six years. Will Enzo Fernandez be worth 150 million, 200 million? Well, it's not. It's un, It's not unfathomable if you know if he if he gets into good form. I'm not saying he's going to be one of the world's best players, but I don't think you need to be the one of the world's best players to have a fifty. Just 60, has to be as good as Coutinho. Exactly. <laughs> um so so if we're going on that trend potentially you know potentially Danny Welbeck will be a 50 million pound player in in 10 years it, had he been about and obviously not retired um i I, th- I think it's more likely i don't think i i think it'll it'll become well it, it it's hard to say but i think it'll become a case where you see more and more free transfers because the value's too high i think it'll become the point where it's there's no point in actually paying a transfer fee because the the club that has the player is asking for like far far too much. Although in saying that, it's hard. Wait, you're gonna be you're gonna be waiting a while to get any of our new signs yeah. on, 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 hey, hey, a, yes. on a free transfer. So maybe that maybe that won't happen. Um, but yeah, I I with the, with the actual game, um. I, like it was, it's yeah, it's a disappointing performance, but all the performances have been disappointing, and there's a lot of new signings on the pitch. Um, Mudrick apparently had a cold, and that's why he was terrible. Um, yeah, and, if, yeah if you really and, had a cold, um, why did he start? Is my, is my kind of you know, yeah, well, I think yeah, well, left sense. wing, we haven't got too many options. There's players coming back from injury, Sterling came on then, so um, yeah. I, I don't think it's too unforgivable to be playing with a cold. Like it, he, 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 yeah. he could have done all right. But Mason Mount, as as much as I love me, he doesn't need to be dropped at the moment. But there's there's a whole big thing about it within Chelsea Twitter, like just people sick of him. And I just mm. like I, I honestly can't get over just how, how some uh, Chelsea fans treat him. Uh, like he was so important to, to us winning the the Champions League. Yeah, and then he's he's um. And he's been so good in other seasons. Um, two or two two time player of the season for Chelsea, 
and um yeah he he just needs he just needs a break it just feels like he's maybe trying to are a bit burnt out it, it, like, it seems to be the, the issue with him from from a from from a distance yeah there's uh football fans have small memories like our liverpool seem completely indistinguishable from the team that just under a year ago uh was winning the first out of what was then possibly four trophies and then we were three goals away from those four trophies and ended up with two um let's go to the arsenal game first let's go to the arsenal game first uh because no no you, you crack on mate huh Okay. You crack on. You do you. Yeah, I'll do me. Okay, I guess I, I went into it. I, I dragged myself into it. But, um, yeah, we are 11 points now off top four, 11 points off relegation. And the way things are going, we are going to be closer to relegation by the seasons, oh, by the time season's over, than top four. Uh, and, you know, you read on Twitter, it's... Remember 2021, the COVID season, when we were doing terrible, but we had, like, so many injuries, and we were like, oh, well, I guess we won't make the Champions League, which we made at the end. But it's like, would we rather get Europa League or none at all, uh, and then, like, go against Chelsea's 2017 style, or, like, 2016-17? Like, uh, or do we just want to get any European football we can? Whereas this season, uh, the same question is being asked, but I don't think it's relevant because I genuinely... We genuinely, we gen- like, I, I, we just won't, <laughs> we just won't finish anywhere near. And I've just conceded that uh, this is gonna be a season where it's like Chelsea 2015, right? Everything goes to hell. Chelsea was more top. Ch- Chelsea 2022 23. Uh, Chelsea 20, uh, well, not 20, well, 2023, yes. Uh, but uh, I, I meant 2015 16 when, you know, you'd won the league this season before. The Mourinho one. Mourinho yeah. was, uh, was fired in the middle of the season, wasn't he? And then Gosini came in. Yeah. And it's like it all went wrong. But in the summer, in the summer, we just. I, I can't tell you how paramount it is for the future of the long term future of Liverpool to invest the money well. And it's what's happening this season is not for the lack of investment either. Like we keep we keep saying oh, we're not signing anyone. We're not signing anyone. Dan Kennett on Twitter. I see hashtag LFC. See, here's the thing about Twitter. Twitter is not the best place in the world to get opinions from. But this week I found, ooh, this tweet makes a good point. I'm going to save it for the pod. Oh, this tweet makes a good point. I'm going to save it for the pod. Twitter was really irrational this week. Or I don't know if the algorithm is helping me out. But I see LFC lost another match badly today so obviously the focus immediately becomes hashtag fsg out because we haven't spent enough money all the while ignoring the fact that we spent 180 million pounds on attackers in the last 12 months and have the sixth highest wage bill in europe yeah so it's it's the it's it's the way that fsg or whoever is responsible for this allowed our previously elite recruitment team to just completely self-destruct and operate without thought. And well, I don't know if it's without thought, but clearly the wrong sorts of 
thinking emotional decision making of oh these are the lads we won all the trophies with we will stick with them let's give jordan henderson a five-year contract let's give james milner a 37 year old midfielder another one-year contract and it's all emotional decision making and it it came back and bit us in the ass and uh yeah we've i've I pretty much rendered a trophy list obviously the champions league to real madrid is not a conversation like a don't want to even see us play play them because oh my god the things that are gonna happen this game my problem with the my, my unique problem with this wolves game is that i didn't think it would get worse than brighton and it got worse than brighton They're, yeah it was about the worst i've seen this yeah. season I that think. is yeah. the worst i've seen liverpool since Jurgen Klopp. that wasn't that's not a good team like wolves then they're, they're not great are they like well, the, the signings. I think they have one of the better um, transfer, transfer windows. windows. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, um, but they're they're still pretty poor. Let's be honest. They'll be a yeah, sort of, not, you know bottom third side this season. They might, you know, yeah, finish twelfth or thirteenth. Whereas Brighton, Brighton are good. Brighton will be top eight. If if you look at I if you look at the team though, I think that they have it. Wolves are already even before this. They, they were already solid. They're kind of just missing the. Just not very potent in the so yeah, but just... um, but they're quite solid otherwise. And then they've, you know, they've added one of the best goal scoring centre backs uh, of the last few years. Uh, I, I think uh, every uh, every will, will be getting uh, Craig Dawson in the FPL team. Um, um, unlike yes, uh, so, what is it Sariba? Um, Sarabia and yeah. Sarabia game. Mario Lamina had a I'm great game as well. Mateus Cunha is a, is a really smart signing, loan from Atletico Madrid. Um, I feel like a, a lot of, and we'll get to the transfers a little bit later on, but uh, a lot of the relegation threatened teams like went really hard on the transfer window. Even Bournemouth made really good signings, but they have a new ownership group now and have a lot of money, um, so they were able to make those signings. One team that didn't is Everton, but what they did. It's got Sunday. It's Sunday, and Arsenal were the first victims. Top of the Premier League and a top three bottom clash. What happens? Obviously, one nil Everton. Of course, because of course, Sunday won one nil on debut against Arsenal. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, let, let, let me let me let me approach this from uh, another angle. How did you feel then, and how do you feel now? Given what, after the game, after the game, and then, and then now that Tana bailed you out, essentially. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, we're a game closer to winning the league and the points difference is the same. I mean, obviously, you can look at it like if we'd won, then we'd be eight clear with a game in hand. But (sighs) Everton away is a notoriously annoying fixture for us. I know Chelsea have a pretty dodgy record there as Mm -hmm. well. We've lost four of the last five there. I I think the other was a nil-nil draw. It's not a place we travel well to. Um, You know, look at last season, right? They they hadn't won in eight games. We went there. We lost 2-1. And then they didn't win any of the next six. So they won one in 15 and it was against us. Similarly, this season, hadn't won any of the previous eight. We go there. And this is different, obviously, because they've got a new manager. And, and so I was, I was expecting a performance. And yeah, like we ran into a buzzsaw. There's no doubt about it. They won't play better than that this season. I'm not saying they won't get results, but that was a team playing at its absolute maximum at this point in time um, with the players they've got. And... We weren't great. We were kind of, you know, it was kind of fives and sixes out of tens all over the pitch, and they were kind of eights, nines everywhere. And 
what's quite annoying about it is I thought when we got through to half time, because they were really good in the first half, like just pressing the bollocks off us basically after getting through kind of the first 10 or 15 minutes. Yep. And they had a few chances, didn't take them. We got in a half time, I thought like, this is one of those games you steal a goal and you get on the bus and you win one nil or you just don't lose because it's you get it a few times a season where you're playing an opposition that's playing out of its skin you're not quite at it we had it earlier this season when we played lead to have been crap all season they were fucking phenomenal against us and we scammed a one nil win and yes. just get the fuck out of there and get like forget about it like because it, it's not like we had any lasting effects from that it's just one of the you get a few of those games a season where you're not at it the opposition are and it's tough um what's quite annoying is i didn't actually think that we were bad in the second half but they scored a corner and what annoys me with them scoring the corner is they did the same fucking corner three or four times where they just hung it on the back post and the warning signs were there they had a couple that like they headed it and was blocked and they got another corner there was one i think they went into the side netting I'm really annoyed that that corner ends up with Tarkovsky standing on Erdegaard. And I understand zonal marking. I, I get it. You're trying to essentially have players positioned to head the ball where you think it's going to go. They did the same corner every fucking time. So I, yeah. I can't understand how that's happened. I can't understand. We got away with it in the first half. And I just thought, like, it's one of those you get them in and you say, look, they're clearly working on this corner. This is clearly what they're trying to do. So let's not have, you know, a five foot nine attacking midfielder standing on a centre back. No, let's like get one of our big headers of the ball stood on this guy because he's a threat. And I know they have other threats, but it's just they were clearly working on that corner. So it's just annoying to give a cheap goal like that. And I, like once they scored, I, I I didn't think we were going to get back in it. And it, they just kind of took everything out of the game from there and it just became really scrappy and look they they deserved it, it was, I, I can't complain like they deserved to win the game um i'm not happy about it mm-hmm. but it's it's difficult to be that annoyed when you've won 16 out of 20 and you're still 5 points clear with a game in hand obviously as you say i feel a lot better now than i did yesterday now that knowing city have also lost um and and I knew I knew it was going to be tough. I, uh, it's a really hard game for us up there, and I hope they get relegated as a as a consequence. The best bit was the goal came a minute after Jorginho came on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. and that was another thing. Yeah, uh, sorry. Well, what, what do you think of the Jorginho transfer? Like, <sighs> I, I'm delighted we got twelve million for him. Honestly, <laughs> I don't actually think it's a bad deal for us, given the no. length of contract and kind of what you're getting. I don't love him as a player. This is kind of well documented. Um, oh, very I think, well he, documented. I think very he's good well at... Documented. He Basically, for me, my assessment of him as a player is he's very good at very specific things. Yeah. But I don't think he's well-rounded enough that if you don't put him in a system that protects him and gets players around him, you know, that, that cover for his lack of athleticism and, and running power in particular... I don't think he does enough to compensate for that, but he is good on the ball. I think what that that substitution was, I think, was pre-planned because Party was carrying that injury from last week, and I think it was mm. sort of it was one of the it was very deliberate. It was sixty minutes, right? The one that annoyed me slightly more was putting Trossard on for Martinelli, not because he's a bad player, but it kind of just felt like we've had all season quite a light bench, and now we've kind of suddenly got a few more options with the transfers we've made. 
And it kind of felt, like, oh, we have subs now. Like, we must use them. No, like, we were actually starting to play a bit better in the game. Like, what's the rush? You don't need to make a sub at that point. You can wait a bit longer. There is a balance to be struck. Um, Jorginho, look, he was scapegoated a little bit after the game. I don't think he was any worse than anyone else. Mm. He was kind of just all right on the ball, gave it away a couple of times. I mean, who didn't? It was one of those, like, it was classic Sean Dice. They always used to do this when we played Burnley as well. Leave a little bit of extra grass on the pitch so the ball doesn't travel quickly. And then you put three big running midfielders in there and they were just quick onto it. They were winning all the second balls. We couldn't, we couldn't, passes just weren't getting to players. They were just doing the same thing over and over again. And Jorginho, you know, fell victim to that as kind of everyone did. Um <laughs> It seems like Jorginho. I like. I'd agree. It seems like it, it's like a, in terms of last minute signing to get another body in. It kind of makes sense. You haven't spent too much on him, and he's it's, it's an eighteen month contract, isn't it? Um, yeah. But like for him to be used in the way that like it seems like he might be like he's the new sort of El Nenny. Like he's, he's much better than El Nenny. Yeah. If, if we're he, making that comparison, he, like. He's going to come on on the pitch like let it on. I don't know if he's necessarily like going to shore up a defense. Like the way he would shore up a team is just by keep keeping the ball. Keep the ball. Yeah. 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 Um, I think what we what I want from him to be able to do is if we're winning a game narrowly, but also take party off at 60 minutes if we're winning 2 or 3 nil because he is, you know, prone to picking up injuries. So it's one of those like if you're 2 or 3 nil up at home and you've got to get like if we 2-0 up against Brentford on 60 minutes next Saturday. We've got Man City on Wednesday. Bring Jorginho on. Like, that's when I want him to be used. This is what you're bringing him in for, to be a cap- capable deputy that can play the Europa League minutes when that kicks back in. And if Partey's carrying a knock like he was on Saturday or you want to rest him, he should be ready to come on. That's what he is there for. Otherwise, we would have just carried on and waited till the summer to get someone in get someone in that we actually kind of want to use in the future. Yeah. This is kind of a stopgap. And this isn't me saying he's a bad player, but if he can't do what I've just said there, then I really don't see the point in the signing. So that's what you've got to be able to look at and say, look, we trust him to do this because he's an experienced player. He's won the Euros, won the Champions League, you know, third in the Ballon d'Or, even that was ridiculous. Like he, he's got pedigree, the guy. So he should be able to do that. I think the difficulty with it is, and if you're assessing it, it's just the baggage of signing another player from Chelsea that's you know perceived to be past their past their prime. <laughs> These things shouldn't impact on how you assess it, but like <laughs> we're human beings, so like of course it's going to. There is that scar tissue from all the, every other player we've signed from Chelsea has not been a success. You know, I think David Luiz was okay. I think he was probably the one that gets the most stick, even though actually of yeah. of the three in recent times, was probably the better one yeah. of of them. William was obviously dreadful and Petacek was pretty poor. So it's like we don't have anything positive to, to call upon when it comes to signing players over the age of 30 from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but like when I stepped back from it, because I was annoyed initially because I wanted Caicedo because I just thought he, he fits what we're trying to do like a glove. He's 21. You know, he's very good at winning the ball back. He's, he's a terrier and he's good on the ball as well. Like All his progressive statistics are good. So he's just sort of looking and thinking this guy... He'll he'll be there for you know the foreseeable future and and he fits what we're trying to do and you think I, I wasn't in... I wasn't sure if uh, Casado wanted wanted to move in in January himself though that's I, no I, he I didn't make that clear yeah it was no. pretty, pretty up no, in the no, air no, no. nothing it was up in the air no 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 indication um but 
And I, by the way, I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I, Brighton, when they tell you they're not selling someone, you kind of you're inclined to believe them. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, when it went from that to Georgia, it was a bit of a letdown. But when I kind of stepped back from it and look at what we could have done, and it was similar with Trossard, like we wanted Mudrick, couldn't get him, so it's okay. What do we do that gets someone in now that is ready to contribute and makes us better? Doesn't have to add exactly the same skill set as the guy we're trying to sign. It's just someone that can come in, take some minutes and add something to the team. And that's what I think we've tried to do with, with both those signings. So yeah. this isn't saying they'll both be good. This isn't saying it'll end up being a success. This isn't saying we're going to go on and win the league. But you can see why they pivoted to those players at this point in time. And actually, I think it still leaves us in a position where come the summer, we've not blown the budget. We've not kind of... Mm-hmm. We've kept enough of the powder dry to, if we've got t- long, long, long-term targets we want to go after in the summer, there's no reason to think we can't still there, do that. There's going to be serious talk of an Arsenal war chest in the summer if he's winning the title. If we win the war title, chest. yeah. I mean, you look, Champions League should be nailed on from here. So you sort of you can start planning to spend the money you get from that. And I think we're going to be in a position where we're more attractive as a project for players. So... They've got to lean on that. If they can't get deals done now in the summer, they're never going to because I just don't think we're going to be a more attractive proposition than we are at the moment. Yeah. yeah. If, if he's win the league, he's need to he's need, he need to um, go for some world class. We well, need players. to you need to heed the warning of Liverpool. The grass isn't always greeny. You can't get yeah. and we've got a sort of similar thing with our midfield. Like they're playing well at the moment, but Party and Jack are both. I think Party's twenty nine and Jack is thirty. Like you've got to look at these guys and think they're not mm-hmm. going to be. At their physical peak for much yeah. longer, like you're going to yeah. get, you're going to come Bellingham to, to Arsenal, perhaps. I think that one's going to be too hard for us to do financially, and actually, it's just too high profile, especially him being English as well, being an English superstar. I think that, that what he'll cost, it, I don't think we'll be willing to go that far. But I do think there's going to have to come a point where, like, we're willing to go for big money transfers because us missing out on the couple in in the winter window. I know we were kind of willing to go to. 75 80 for kind of both those guys but i think we're a little bit scarred from the pepe one still i think there's kind of a little bit of a reluctance to really go and push the boundaries and kind of get towards that 100 million which i think as you said earlier george transfers are only going to trend upwards in terms of what they're going to start costing i think so i think at some point we're going to have to kind of break through that glass ceiling but whether that be in the summer I'm, i'm not sure european tour bundesliga uh, oh, one sec. Oh, go on. Just go on. before we move on, yeah. I do think Dice deserves. He does. Yeah, they were good. They were they were very good. And, yeah. and one bit of that that those two centre backs, Cody and uh, Tarkovsky, and then their three midfielders, Decore, Jusaganake, uh, and Anana. That is the most Sean Dice sort of core I have yeah, ever. I seen. And Calvin Lewin as well is brilliant. I mean, it's just I I really look forward to seeing how they do because every single team in the Premier League has a manager that wants to play progressive really progressive football i i like when we've got a counter and i really like what sean dice does so i i think i think everton will, will shoot up the league and um i hope so anyway i i have a, I have a feeling everton like this is going to be a match made in heaven I feel yeah it like yeah. has all the sort of like um same sort of feel as as when david Moyes was there like and um and and I be, it will be interesting to see if Dice does get a bit of money to spend. What type of players is he going to go for compared mm. to when he was at Burnley? And yeah. 
he's sort of like he's done all the talking of like oh i had to play that way because i was apparently be interested to see if he's passed i would say he's going to be pretty similar playing style while while they're fighting relegation but if they stay up what does next next season is he going to try and be progressive if if they made some some good signings or 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 what but um yeah 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 we'll we'll have to wait and see actually before we go to the bundesliga uh everyone's staying up aren't they and then who's going to go down instead leads right leads are going down it just it just looks that way doesn't it um uh today today they lost to nottingham forest very unspectacularly Oliver Med on Twitter, get him out. Simple as that. How can anyone defend him? Awful tactics. Awful football. Get out of the club. That was the first time I, I saw a I, video I, I with didn't... the chant. Jesse Marsh, time to go. And it breaks my heart. But I they um them. They've got so since they beat Chelsea in August, um, just to get that one in there, they uh-huh. have won the fewest games in the league. Yep. And they've got the least points in the league. Yep. So this isn't a team that's as much as he'd have you believe it in his post-match interviews and kind of the way he speaks about what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not going anywhere. They're not getting better. There isn't anything you can kind of, when you watch them, cling on to and think, okay, like, we'll start getting results. As I said, like, they have the odd game where you think, okay, like, this this suits them. Like, they suit playing against a team that tries to play out because the only way they know how to create chances is to press and win the ball back in transition. But when they actually have it and it, the onus is on them to create something of their own, they, they don't have a clue. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. It's absolutely hopeless. Brendan Aronson goes off form, Leeds United win the fewest games. Hmm. No, maybe I don't know what I was trying to make about. Signing. He's been a poor signing, maybe. Yeah. How about that? There's, there's no getting away from can't get in a team. can't get in a team that can't win for Toffee. It doesn't say much about it. <laughs> well, they w- when they could win for Toffee, he was directly involved, okay? Um, but no, it it just... The the other thing about Leeds is... Louis Dighton on Twitter. That's the thing I'm saying about Twitter. Twitter's been good this week. We also had an injury-riddled squad with next to no financial backing and was sacked at the end of February when we were two points from 18th. One year on, we have more or less a full squad, have spent 200 million pounds and are in a worse position. On that basis alone, yeah. Jesse has to go. Problem is, if Jesse goes, it just stinks of Gerard. Just stinks of Gerard coming in. It'll get even worse. It's not going to be Gerard. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that they'd go for Gerard. Who would it be? Um, Who's available? I, it, it'd, be, it'd be someone from Europe, I, I'd guess. It'd be someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe Bielsa would come back. I don't know. Um, Bielsa coming back would not be the worst case scenario, uh, so. to be quite honest. Um, uh, but it. Like, yeah, I, I it, Jesse Marsh just today. He, he's he's not. It's it's amazing, like, because he was he was seriously hyped up because he came through uh, Red Bull and then it didn't go well for him at Leipzig, um, and, and now this. So he he's going to really have a tough task of. He's had a lot of backing as well. Like when you yeah. look at what they've brought in and to, in terms of what he wants to do and uh, to win football <laughs> matches the way they want to play. He's had more backing than you could probably ever expect yeah. as manager. They're, they're riddled with Americans now. Absolutely riddled. With yeah, them. yeah. There's <laughs> five of them now, you I know, think. Including all, all what concerns the me about this? You know what concerns me about this is the perception of American soccer. Yeah. 
<laughs> how this will what? be impacted. You're a stain on the sport, mate. What can I say? You're disgracing the Premier League. I uh, relegate Leeds United. It's also it's, it's, worth, yeah. It's it, it, now, since we're down this part of the table, it's probably also worth bringing up Southampton and Nathan Jones. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, and and his quotes. <laughs> I, 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 he's 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 an underrated prick. I, 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 I did not pay attention to him at all. Yeah, and then, and then I'm after seeing the the quotes about um, uh, 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 what he's saying, and like he was, you know, it's it, it's 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 just this the sort sort of words that he was using. I can't, I can't, I don't have the exact quotes here. Maybe Ali, if you can find them, but um, what, what but they they have like um, um, he was basically saying that he like. He's he's made compromises to come. Yeah, to that was the word compromise. Uh, and to, and to change the way he plays and go away from his values. And he said, um, I he, I said he was uh, talking about him. you haven't you haven't right from Sky Sports. I've compromised. He said I've compromised yeah. in terms of certain principles because of one personnel, but two, the way that people want to play and so on. Of compromise because of fans and so on, <laughs> but a few little things, a few little things, but no more. I've been very successful playing a fluent style. Luton were a real aggressive front-footed side. Statistically, they weren't many better around me around Europe in terms of aggression. Clean sheets, defending the box, balls in the box, XG, all those sorts of things. We were pound for pound the best because we were spending next to nothing and producing so much, and I've gone away from that. Maybe it's because of the Premier League or how things look. Players, internationals, and stuff like that. I've had to compromise certain things, and I'm not going to do that again. He, the, the, the most interesting bit in that is, is, which tells you a lot about him, is he, when he says there the weren't many better than me in Europe. Yeah. Not, not yeah. we... Us than us, yeah. Than Luton. Yeah. That, 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 when, when we as a team at Luton, we, there weren't many better. It, it was it was him and him alone. He sort of, like that 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 was the the point in all of it. I was like, I was like, it's it, it's very honest, and I appreciate the honesty of or, or his point of view of, of what's happening in Southampton. But he he did not do himself any favors with the fans, uh, saying up. that sort of thing, like that, making out as if he's. He um he, he's he, he's some amazing manager um um when when he hasn't done an awful lot he had well, done an impressive job at Luton as as he's explained but um yeah one more not, thing not so that came out of this sorry because I was just was... crawling through the article I hadn't read the exact quotes yet but uh, just going through now and the end of it asked if he will uh, have the best. The, the time at Southampton to implement those changes, he said, I don't know. It's not a question for me. I hope so. I look at that team and I don't see myself in that team. That's the biggest thing that's going to change. Yikes. It, I don't I feel see like, myself I feel like in it's, that team. Yeah, but that I, well, in fairness, it kind of makes sense. He only had yeah. one window and he came in middle of the season. So maybe means like he just hasn't had a chance to... Yeah, to yeah. mold them. Yeah, yeah, but oh, I see had like one my week. my style working there so far. Yeah, but, but, but the problem with that, Ali, yeah, the problem with that as well is it's not as though he took over like a defensive like n- a team that didn't press. 
Hasselhutl pressed too much, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. not mm-hmm. he's inherited a team that is trained to do the exact opposite of what he's, you know, he's been talking about there in terms of pressing stats. Yeah, bit odd, bit weird. Um, <laughs> almost seems, thinks of self-importance, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Defense, I feel like. He's, he's, he went in a really poor time from Luton Town's point of view uh, to take a Premier League job and... He's seen it fail, and then what are the implications of that over his career? And it's like, ooh, I like my is his like dreams of being a Premier League ma- proper Premier League manager is uh, is that is that changing? No, it's not a great look. It isn't a good look no. at all. Also, Luton Luton are fourth in the Championship, so um, yeah, was it him or was it the, was it what's that? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. It? Um, but yeah, they're the best in the world, though. Poor, they're the best in the world at everything. You know? <laughs> Sorry, poor Gavin Bazoon is having a tough time of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 hope, I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's okay. Stay <laughs> strong, right. Gav. You're, you're, you'll, be, you'll be back at the top in no time. Bundesliga, we're, we're really t- in time now. Um fascinating weekend again 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 such random res- random random results uh bochum five hoffenheim two to go level on points on 19 from 19 games uh, like bochum won five two against hoffenheim who were two positions above them went level on points to escape the relegation zone uh so that was one random result freiburg having just lost six nil lost five one to uh Borussia Dortmund, Sebastian Haller scored, which is just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. His first goal back, Giorena scored again. Uh, it was generally and Do- uh, Do- a good start. To or Dortmund Marcus. also drew like um, a little circle on the, uh, or drew like a little lump on the semicircle of the pitch for testicle cancer. Um, really? Which was, uh, it, that was quite a smart little, um, I don't know what you call it, gesture or... yeah. Gesture, uh, I guess, the, symbol. Yeah, that, that they've done, and, and um, they're they're promoting all about checking yourself and all. But yeah, mm. I, I was surprised it was actually allowed to be done because it was. I think I'm pretty sure it was on, during, like it was there during the game. This little, little line on, on the pitch, but uh, mm. it's good that it was allowed to be done. Yeah, it's great. Um, Bruce and Gladbach have like a peace sign in their center circle. I learned uh, recently they have like line coming up and then a line going down it makes the peace sign uh, and yeah that's another clever move I, I saw that like a few times and I was like what what's that like is there another sport that they play there but <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, there's that what is Igar smart about these things Giorena scored the third goal in 67 minutes of play since the World Cup he's not 100% fit which is why he hasn't been starting but every time he has come on he has scored he scored three really good goals actually um, over three separate games. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Pifak scored the winner for Union Berlin to temporarily take them top. Well, Bayern Munich won today. Yeah. Bayern Munich won today, though. Uh, so it's 40 Bayern, 39 uh, Union Berlin, 37 Borussia Dortmund, 36 Leipzig, uh, 35 Frankfurt, 34 Freiburg. <laughs> great league. It's a great league and it's get, it gets underrated a lot. Uh, Syria that takes us like, to say what? You're being serious? I like, I like the yeah, I like the Bundesliga. 
I do. I mean, people sag it off. I, they don't have the best. People sag it off because it's not competitive at the top. Well, That's why people slag it off. The, I just told them. you about the, the title race. Well, Bayern Munich won over the last 10 years. No, but that is an exception to the rule. Literally, once in the last 10 years, there's been a competitive title race between Bayern yeah. and Leipzig. Apart from it, that, it always gets competitive for like European places, though. What a trophy, sure. But it, yeah, but that's the, yeah. The competitive balance isn't at the top. It's it's yeah. yeah it's the teams below, which you know, teams want to see it competitive. Uh, people want to see it competitive for trophies. That's why it gets slagged off. Hopefully, that's it's yeah. fine. winning the treble every year. That's not a good look, whatever way you look at it. And Hopefully also, they sell they sell duds like Timo Werner, which doesn't do them any. Yeah, exactly. Players don't tra- <laughs> Yeah, attackers are just shit when you sign them. They're absolutely <laughs> awful. Uh, West Ham flops Bastian Hilaire goes to Bruce Dorman and rips it up wonder yeah. why um, right the Club World Cup is ha- I doubt anyone knew the World Cup the Club World Cup was happening here uh, like I talk about it to people and, like Al Ali are gonna play Seattle Sounders and they're like that's a weird friendly and I and I go no that's literally the second round of the Club World Cup what are you talking about like how do you not know this but I guess it has just no importance to even FIFA. Like the the marketing around the Club World Cup has been just non-existent. But it is played in Morocco, so Al Ahly, who didn't win the Champions League in Africa, are playing it because Widat Casablanca won both Champions League and the domestic title. But because they are the domestic title winners in Morocco, and the competition is in Morocco, Al Ahly were uh, invited back as. You know, the runners-up in the Champions League. And they did play against Auckland City from uh, New Zealand, won 3-0, then Seattle Sounders, and won 1-0. And uh, that's their fifth appearance in the semifinal of the Club World Cup, which is cool. Al-Hilal against Widat Casablanca went 1-1 in the 94th minute. Uh, Al-Hilal tied it up in the, like, the last kick of the game. And then Al-Hilal won it on penalties. So... Without were this close to winning, then got an equalizer conceded, then lost the penalty shootout, which is brutal. Real Madrid are going to play Al Ahly next in the uh, Club World Cup semi-final. What, what, what's the CONCACAF Champions League called? CONCACAF Champions League. Oh, is it? Right. Very creative. And, CCL. Um, and when is that played? Because I never get, I never hear about the, the final of it at, at like, yeah, it gets played from February to June or July, something like that. It's a very short competition and it has no group stage. It's a 16, 16 team league, 16 team not leagues are tournament, and mm. um, it's just elimination all throughout. Uh, so, and do, do the American teams win it much? No, that's the first time an American team has won it. That's the first. Appearance for an American say, team yeah. in the uh, in the Club World Cup. This is why this is why it was to me it was fa- like it's an American team, an Egyptian team, yeah, coming up against each other for the first time, which is personally fascinating. And uh, um, Ali obviously won. See, the Sounders are just mid in the MLS. It's it's it was a quite odd thing because they won the Champions League while being just really average in the MLS. Like they they were they didn't even yeah. make playoffs when you have seven teams right. from either either conference making it so. And um, is there, is it, like, has any other team other than the Mexican team won it before? That's, uh, it's not much. I don't think so. I can't, re- like, I can't remember 
from the top of my head if yeah any other I must, I must have a look into it and see what's the what are the other how far another team other than an american team or a mexican team has gone gone i like. i doubt i doubt that any other team but a mexican i might be completely wrong but i doubt it seriously doubt it mm. but again i didn't uh, follow uh, the 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 concaf champions league until last year because it's just that insignificant to the us because nobody wins it so mm. yeah 13 13 titles for mexico one for the united states it hasn't has been going too long now. It's only yeah, 14, 14, years. 14 years or so. Years. Uh, all right. Transfer window quickly, uh, because I found this thing. That, uh, not me, sorry. Fergal found this, and I wanted to kind of take your, thought, your, your, your thoughts on this generally. Every Premier League's club's trans- record transfer, and I'm sorry, guys, that we are discussing the Premier League, but it was quiet relatively everywhere else in Europe. Like the Premier League, Chelsea alone spent more than the other top five leagues combined mm-hmm. on their own. Uh, the spending of the Premier League went to $1 billion for the very first time. Enzo Fernandez going for £107 million, which is a record transfer, record British transfer. But what Fergal was pointing out is all of the transfer records are either flops or haven't been proven yet or, you know, just got transferred or generally just underwhelming. Enzo Fernandez, 107 million. Jack Grealish, 100 million pounds. Uh, Paul Pogba, 90 million pounds. Went on a free. Darwin Nunez, 85 million pounds. Gets tons of chances, but you can't get tons of chances and we can't pretend... That that's mm. a good thing when he barely ever scores them. Pepe, 72 million pounds. That just hasn't worked at all. Alexander Isak, 63, just transferred. And Dombele, 63, to Tottenham. Yikes. Uh, he who shall not be named at Everton. Uh, it doesn't play anymore. I think you'd be named because it surprised me. Gilfie Sigurdsson, like... It surprised me that him? it was that much it's of just the time. <laughs> just, <laughs> but like, like I know, I know why we're not meant to name him, but he does yeah, exist, yeah. and it was, <laughs> it's, it's written down in black and white, like what we're looking at. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it, well, yeah, I couldn't get over he went for forty-five million. Yeah, that's true. Alex, uh, uh, Sebastian Hilaire, thats a failure on West Ham's part, not on his part that he hasn't worked because he's. He's been ripping it up yeah. and it, uh, breaking Champions League records at Ajax before he went to uh, Borussia Dortmund. Morgan Gibbs White, forty-three. That's yet to be seen. He's doing quite well, uh, given all the transfers that happened at Nottingham Forest. Darwin, uh, Darwin, sorry, Mateus Nunes, Jorginho Rudder uh, scored two goals last season uh, to Leeds United. Tielemans, Buendia, Benteke, Crystal Palace, twenty-seven million. Anguisa, 72, uh, 27 million, uh, which is quite good. Lerma, that's a good transfer. Kamadi Sulemana just went. Inakum Web, we retired. Keen Lewis Potter hasn't played much. It, um, it, it's funny. It, it's, it's not even like... It's, it's almost like a bad omen more than anything. Like yeah. It's not even like the, these players are, are, were bad. It's, you know, your yeah. player might get arrested... Might be forced to, to yeah. might, might might be forced to um, retire due to health risk. It just seems like it's dangerous to be on the. Ne- never mind, they might turn out to be a bad footballer. 
<laughs> they, they, they might not be able to play for other reasons. Yeah. Which is, it, it, like, it just seems to be like a really bad thing to be the top transfer uh, at, at the moment for your club. Um, there's so many on there that just, like, just have not lived up to it and and um, aren't, aren't really getting the game time. Like, the, be- the better ones are, like, Anguissa. Um, which Team is even debatable, actually. He wasn't good though for Fulham, was it? Mm. I thought no. I think I thought, I thought he was good, but the, the Fulham were just bad in general because he got the move to Napoli off, off the back of it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I, 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 you're right. He was in a poor team, so. Yeah. But. but yeah, no, like in, in, it was bad. It's bad whenever you're we're, um, we're trying to make out as if that's the better one. Yeah. Um, but like ever, everyone else, yeah, it's it's literally just. I I would say Telemans is the best by far, but he's yeah. gonna leave on a free. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and then it's like Ingisa and Bendeke, perhaps. No, 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 Bendeke was awful for Palace. Sure. Yeah, is he, yeah, he, he awful though? Because yeah. I feel yeah, like he's he's, he's had some moments for them, like. No, he wasn't. Well, he, he's not worth. Uh, but didn't he go? He scored. He scored against us um, a few seasons ago in the Emery season, and he'd gone yeah. something like a year without scoring a goal, or he'd scored oh, like one true. goal in a year. Yeah, yeah no, I remember some fun. some weird drought like this. But yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Like then, it was so bloody typical. And then went. Uh, Telemans, by the way, was a lo- um, Telemans was alone initially as well. So like they, they kind of had had a look at him and seen that he was pretty good, and then yeah, they paid so, for him. Yeah, and then obviously yeah. you know he worked out. He was um, good. Yeah, worked <laughs> so, out. Yeah, try before you buy, sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think you see there like the baggage that comes with being a yeah a, a most expensive signing in a club's history. Like not many live up to it. In truth, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. Tabs on Tammy. Well, the uh, Milan Derby is currently 1-0 Inter. Romelu Lukaku is actually playing. Uh, and Inter are winning. It's not his goal. Uh, who scored for Inter? I don't remember. Uh, it, it's, it's currently ongoing. Sorry? I thought you were watching. What are you asking us for? It was no, the, the, tel- the TV is that way. I couldn't really watch. Uh, so I guess I'm missing that. Um, but they, they are 1-0. So... For audio listeners, uh, Ali pointed out to the right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did point out to the right indeed. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, they they are currently 1-0 up. Tammy Abraham scored again in a standard 2-0 win against Eppoli. Just goals in the first, in second and sixth minute, and that was it. Although that game had a like one of the best triple save saves I've ever seen. They've, it's made the rounds mm. on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, but he saves it, and then he saves a fall from really close range, and then Tammy Abraham comes in with a header, and his leg, when he's falling on the ground, just sticks up in the air, and he saves it with the top of his studs. Um, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, I, like, I, I was hard. The, the, way the, camera, yeah. the way the camera angle was, I, I like struggled even to see the last save, because I'm like, what bit of it did... Did he did he hit there? Um, yeah, it, it it was pretty incredible. And then yeah, it was yeah the, uh, I see Roma up to up to th- up to third. But it, I like I I'm hearing rumors that Mourinho's done and wants to wants to be could be back in in the Premier League um, in the summer. There's there's all sorts of rumors like that that, mm. that it seems to come out recently. But 
I'd be surprised if they got in the Champions League that he wouldn't want to give it another crack. Like, yeah, if they got in the Champions League, they he surely should stay, kind of continue the process. Um, but out of the top six, who is the manager that's most likely to go? Hmm. Arteta, no. Pep, no. Conte. Liverpool. Let's go Liverpool. Probably. That's what I was getting at. I think you can, you can make arguments. Go. You can make arguments for all the others. Pep isn't going anywhere, and Arteta isn't, obviously, but like all the others. Well, not Tottenham know. because he, he's been there before. They genuinely. Oh, General sorry, you're talking about Mourinho. Yeah, yeah God, Mourinho. Uh, sorry. I, I thought you just randomly thought, like, let's have a little sack race at the end. Sorry, because he's gone completely. Yeah, I thought that as well. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mourinho, he's not getting another top six job anyway, mate. Uh, after the Spur, after the way the Spurs job ended. He should go to Wolves. If he was to get another Premier League job, it, it, yeah, it would be that, like with with the Mendes links and it, sort of the Portuguese links at Wolves. That's about the only one I could sort of see like, maybe okay. getting. I'd be I'd be surprised if if they got Champions League and then he he, he left. But it's just the rumors I heard. But it's mad tight. Like it's it's um, Milan in sixth on 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 thirty eight points, uh, all the way up to Inter forty three uh, in second place. So like five points separates between second and fi- and sixth. Yeah, um, this is a really important game in that. Like if if Inter lose the three points, if Inter lose, they're on forty. If Milan win, they're all 41, so it literally flips. Yeah. Uh, it's really important. But yeah, the drop-off from Milan has been real as well. Uh, conceded 5-2. Yeah, yeah, we covered that, didn't we? Conceding 5-2. Sassuolo. Uh, Sassuolo mm-hmm. are currently 15th as well, which is just random. Juventus 13th because of the deduction. They're still like they're going further and further down. Um, which is good to see, in my opinion. Short King of the Week. I have a I have a pick. I have a pick for Short King of the Week that is yeah, coming cool. off left field slightly. Um, has anyone mm-hmm. thought of one? No. Okay. <laughs> so mine mine comes from the Bundesliga. Remember when I told you about Bochum winning against Hoffenheim five two? There is a five foot nine midfielder called Christopher Antwi Ajayi or Ajayi. Right. He made three assists in 22 minutes to bring Bochum 3-0 up between the 22nd and 40th minute. Give it to him. You're just not Give it to him. interested in Give it to him. I mean, I've got no one else to throw in there. What, what, what height is Will Hughes? I felt sorry for him. Poor fella. Have you seen the clip oh. of him um, doing the... He, I don't know if he's a Liverpool fan. He was like winding the United fans up with the sixth time. Yeah. He is a Liverpool fan. Yeah. He was doing that and like shushing them after after Casemiro got the red card. I don't know what height well if he was, but he looked small whenever Casemiro was throttling him. He just let him throttle him as well. (laughs) He took a lot of jam. I'm afraid to report that Will Hughes does not qualify. He's six one. Oh, nicely done, Fogel. Yeah, yeah. He does look. He's 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 slight. Yeah, worth worth a shout if he was uh, in around that. Uh, George got out one. Wow. I guess there isn't our first. There's no short king of the week. There, there isn't, isn't one. No, there's... there's, there's Matoma. Three, three, three. Gone. How big was Matoma? How, how big was Matoma? 
Oh yeah, he's short and he won I a header. Got a header. He scored a header. It's got to be him. Yeah, oh, I, I thought we looked him up and he wasn't as short as we thought he was. No, I'm pretty sure he's short. I remember people oh, making sure. out. One seven, one seven eight meters. Yeah, that's that. That oh, qualifies. That qualifies. Well, he did he not win it last week? No, no. We can have no. It was Lamptey last week. It was Lamptey last week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. It's just going to be Brighton players from now. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, can we go, like we got to stop this Brighton stuff now? Like they they've had their f- like five minutes of fame. I've yeah. I've had it with them. You know, yeah. Are you are you going to get pissed off with Brighton like you did with Leicester? Like get, yeah, get, I, get, I, I said, get above their status. But, but what did I say? And what's happened since? Like, this, <laughs> let's be honest, right? It, it, it kind of stems a wider argument. I don't really want to open a whole can of worms right at the end of the podcast. But yeah, like people will pick up on what Brighton are doing as much as they are very good in the market and obviously sign these players on the cheap. Like teams will pick up on it. They'll start stealing their transfer targets. They'll nick all their scouts like Chelsea have started doing. Like, yeah, this isn't going to last. So the, the smart know, Tony Bloom can swing his dick all he wants. Like he has been recently, well, but <laughs> let me tell you, like this isn't, this isn't going to last boys. So enjoy the, your five minutes. Of the impressive thing about Brighton is they seem to move from, from like, they seem to like, go to a, a random league and get all of the top players and then they move on from that league. Currently, they they seem to be recruiting an awful lot from Ireland, which I'm very, very encouraged by. Yes. Yeah. And, and Evan Ferguson like. was back on the bench. Get my hand. No, really? What? What? He was on the bench. Wow. Yeah, I thought he'd be out for months. He, he, he's just, no, he's, he just had a bit of bruising. Uh, he, he avoided uh, ligament oh, uh, damage. Um, I I, pre- I listened back to the podcast last week and I, I appreciate the, the 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 thought uh, of me. Uh, I, I I was I, I I don't know how many candles I lit for for young Evan, um, but um, it's it's come true. Uh, and um, oh, and, yeah, and Fabinho he, he, he was like just out of the squad entirely for the Wolves game, and then we started a seven like a, a once one of the better midfielders in the world, pretty undebatably. Dropped entirely, and then the seventeen-year-old starts. It's fine. It's normal. It's normal. <sighs> Let's not bring the podcast down. Man. Yeah, positive news about after Ferguson was going on. Okay, cool. This is the end of the podcast. This is the end. Uh, a ton of football is happening next week. Actually, there's quite a few big midweek games. There's um, uh, is it the Premier League playing in the middle? Uh, oh, Man United leads on. Uh, yeah, on double, it's a double header. It's a double header. They got them on Sunday as well. Yeah, they got them on Sunday too. Uh, that's pretty big. World, Club World Cup semi final is happening Wednesday. Al Ahly Real Madrid. Uh, over or under 4 0 is going to be the kind of the level we're playing out here. Uh, and yeah, all right. We'll see you next week when Jesse Marsh is probably sacked. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Yeah, maybe so.